the college football experience week 13 preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by bet three sixty five. Bet 365 is offering new users a thousand dollar risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or, or visit HOFbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. And remember, as always, folks, too. Let it ride. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. I can't believe we're already here, folks. As uh, are we? Uh, yeah, week thirteen. Gosh. Week thirteen, just like that, man. We're getting old. It used to take like <laughs> six years for it to go through a season. Now it's like fucking a week. Yeah, feels like the whole season goes by in a week, folks. Uh, look, uh, if you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to, that is fair. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick. Dundee, that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. And you're nothing but a chameleon, lemon-headed, coward, terrorist pussy. And I'm after you, buddy. You're going to pay for it. Good night. Oh, we are here. I mean, this is, this is a, a, it used to be better, but it's still great. Egg bowl, Ohio state, Michigan, iron bowl, civil war, apple cup, the dust bowl. (laughs) Now, why did it used to be better? I feel like this is a pretty great week of football. We got right oh, here. because we used to have every Friday, Texas, Texas, A and M, the backyard brawl, Colorado, Nebraska, shit like that was a lot more heat. Yeah, we did, than we did we, lose some rounds. Yeah. You're right. Uh, and I'm probably forgetting some, I'm still forgetting pretty some. good weekend yeah, ahead. Yeah. Um, it is still a good week ahead and we're going to pick every game. Like we always do folks. Hopefully watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. And Tyler already knows me. He's so ready. He says in the <laughs> chat for Colby to pick every single dog. The dogs oh, are gonna true. be barking. <laughs> they are good. Shout out to Alan Cooley, legend in my Woo. mind. Uh, currently, we have Bowling Green up thirty-one-three at halftime. We got Tuesday matching going on. Yeah, I might have told people to to bet on Western Michigan. I'll, I'll drink. Scotty left. I'm making you. Uh... Drink that humble juice. Western Michigan's a hard team to understand, but I didn't lock it up. I did lock up Eastern Michigan, currently up 14 nothing. Chris Creighton looking to go bowling. And Don't jinx it. 
Well, and look, if they go bowling, that's one more team saying fuck you to James Madison. Mm, I know. All right? <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm a little torn. That's uh, their motivation tonight. <laughs> I want to say only like 11 of 23, I think remaining teams with five or six losses need to lose for JMU to become eligible, but I'm rooting for Eastern Michigan to win. I'm, I'm a little torn. I, there are select ones that I'm like, no, I want this team to win. Well, you know, I want to see EMU bowling. There you go. I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, let's get it going. Yes, let's get it going, folks. Happy holidays to anyone listening to this. Maybe you're listening to this on Thursday. Maybe you're in commute. You know, doing a four-hour drive. Got the family asleep in the back seat, battling through all I seventy. Colby just woke him up, screaming at the top of the f bombs. Yeah, the Tecmo Super Bowl music might might be the thing that wakes up your your kids, but you can tell them about Tecmo Super Bowl and then go out and get them that game because last night, if you watch Monday Night Football, Jalen Carter he did a Tecmo Super Bowl Tim Goad move, the lurch. Yeah, unbelievable with the dive. What was uh, Bob Nelson for the Packers? Uh, We are also joined by third man in the booth, the DFS God himself. We invite you to come play DFS. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving. Farmer, farmer, heard the basketball league MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? There's definitely been times where, like, I've had the podcast on in the background. Maybe I'm, I'm like grilling or something, and the kids will come by, and there'll, there'll be like five f bombs in a row. I'm like, oh, turn this off, turn this off, turn this off. <laughs> Who are these jerks? <laughs> well, look, the way that I learned was, uh, you know, give introduce language to your, your, the youth at a young age, you, you can't true. shelter them forever, right? You can't, you yeah. really can't, especially these days, you know, they're already way ahead of you on the, on the computers, on the internets. You know <laughs> what I mean? That's right. Yeah. I you, try to play the current video games. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I got like a first person shooter game. I can't even raise my fucking gun. I'm just sitting there shooting myself in the foot over and over and over. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, technology's all gone through the roof. You can't hold them back even a second because that just means you're setting up some setting them up for a bigger fall once they do figure out what the real deal is. Yeah, there you go. Parenting advice from Patty C. I like that's right. That's right. Get your kids drinking before uh, before college certainly. Should, you should do it. You should do a parenting book. Yeah. <laughs> parenting with Patty C. I like it. It's got a good right. ring to it. Shout out to Michael Friedman in the chat. It says we believe in the East Carolina Pirates. Who just hit a half court game winner tonight? That was Subscribe beautiful. to the College Basketball Experience. Uh, but. I was disappointed. Mike Houston seems like not going to be fired. Donnie Kirkpatrick, their offensive coordinator, fired after the season, though. At season's end, well, what are you going to give him one more paycheck to take on uh, Tulsa? Well, I mean, this game's meaningless. What's the point of firing him now? Well, I would fire the head coach. Mitch Rodriguez is out there, but no, yeah. we're not doing it. Maybe he's got a relationship with the players. He is their yeah. offensive coordinator. Show him a little respect. Show the players a little respect. Let them finish a tough year out. I would say- show them respect if they scored a point in Annapolis, but instead they got shut out 
They, they threw- change that graphic, Colby. <laughs> oh yeah, you Jesus. Know, you know what's funny is uh, <laughs> is too Col- many shows. <laughs> yeah, sorry, what, Patty? Col- Colby loves Brian Fair. Brian Ferentz, despite the situation being well, the exact same. Awesome defense. Yeah, well, that still doesn't mean that Brian Ferentz deserves your love more than uh, you know ECU's offensive coordinator. No, no, no. East Carolina, fire everybody. Mike Houston should be fired. <laughs> okay, fire everybody. <laughs> Look. You you have a bigger enrollment. You you spend more money on athletics than almost everybody in the group of five. It is uncalled for to be this bad, especially when UCF, Houston, and Cincy leave. This is ridiculous. Yeah, fire Mike Houston now. You, you would have thought that you know the final straw would have been being shut out to Navy. But yeah, apparently not. <laughs> but yeah. that's enough to get your offensive coordinator fired. Yeah, uh, he said. What was he eight and five last year? Maybe it was just hey, an off. He's year. never even flirted with the fucking shit. Get the get him out of here. I'm sick of this JMU trash. <laughs> no, I, I, right? I'll, I'll say that. I, I've I've agreed with you before. What are they two and two and nine right now? Something of that. Yeah, and, and only one win against a FBS right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're in year four and you're two if and you're nine, getting shut out by Navy and you spend like four times the amount of Navy, get the fuck out. All right. Yeah. Speaking of JMU, though, uh, I was in attendance App State at JMU. We've already covered this, Nick. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> Game day, man! What an environment, dude. The Bridgeforth, great stadium, fan base really turned out. It was a blast, and all the better that App State hit that on the money line. I know Colby and I were on that. Great Sun Belt football, great small town football. That was uh, that was a blast. That was a blast, and uh, you know, for better or worse, look, I, I, you know, the the thing about rivalries is real rivalries. You don't really talk nice about your your rival. I think JMU and App are becoming rivals. I still like App. <laughs> you know, I still think they're a cool team. I still think the Sun Belt's a cool conference, and you know what? That's that's part of the flavor of it right now. Maybe if they keep us out of a national championship one day, I might hate them a lot more. Yeah, wasn't well, I mean, happy. S- SGPN was about to g- to give you guys a national championship this year. So That's technically, true. App State just—they still that. can. What do you mean? You only have one loss. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> not a little less convincing when they have a loss. <laughs> <laughs> what you weren't sold by uh, the UT Martin game that Georgia beat Georgia beat UT <laughs> Martin. Fair um, enough. The Chattanooga game that Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> shit. There's a lot out there. Uh, wanted to touch base on a few things. Dino Babers fired. Aggressive. If they win, they go bowling. <laughs> what do they expect? Uh, yeah, it's true. Although you can't again, uh, cover three guys are making this point. You can't sell mediocrity to uh, your boosters. You know, Syracuse has boosters. Maybe, For, maybe not. But yeah, Mike Tirico, Bob Costas is pink eye. <laughs> All right. uh, look, Syracuse. Someone said, "What do they need to do?" It's pretty obvious. Get rid of the carrier dome. Use that as your advantage in the ACC. I really believe that's good for like three more wins a year. If you if people have to go to Syracuse, New York, little Duke, little foo foo Duke, Mike Elko, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I I think you're right, 100. percent That's true, but also I think it's right for them to fire Babers because in, in eight years he was over 500 twice. Uh, that's a little misleading though because the COVID year he was starting a fullback at guard. You know what I mean? Like, okay. He, in seven years, it, it was, you know, if you want to throw, I just one out. don't think I, until they invest more in football, they're it's not, gonna, they're, not they're not going to be better than that. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. It's going to so, take somebody really innovative or it's going to take 
a push from the whole university and the and the boosters to to be better. But I do agree that Babers. I mean, I think he's a decent head coach, but it was probably time to go. He did a great job at Bowling Green. Look, someone in the someone in the group of five is going to get him. He's going to be very good. Yeah, he's okay. a good coach. But I think he's maybe, a good maybe football that's coach. where he belongs. No, I think Syracuse sucks ass. Yeah. They don't invest in football, and I think if you throw him at a certain other school. You know, even in the even in the Power Five, I think he'll be a good coach. Uh, what coordinators did he have come and go? Um, uh, Sean Lewis. Sean Lewis. Uh, they were effective uh, on the current. The current. Uh, yeah, and I, but also the current DC of Nebraska, who Matt Rule was just on record saying we don't spend enough because he's going to leave. Be- Tony White's his name. Tony White is one of the hottest names as a defensive coordinator in all of football yeah. right now. Yeah, maybe right. if they could just retain some coaches by shelling yeah, out. That's a what I'm number. saying. They're not spending any fucking money. They Rocky Long this year. He's a good coach. Uh, D- Dino Babers has put good coordinators there. They leave. Yeah. They get hired. And Syracuse, this is on you. You guys have a fucking big ass enrollment. A ton of rich alumni. Invest more in football. Yeah. Little get bitches. A, get an outdoor stadium. Minnesota <laughs> yeah. did it. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the whole fucking. I just watched the Grey Cup. The whole fucking CFL's playing outdoors. You say you little sissies, you pussies. <laughs> now, um, Syracuse, Syracuse's last two wins were against. Uh, they lost to Georgia Tech and Boston College. I don't think those schools spend more than Syracuse necessarily. True, but okay. I mean, yeah, I think Babers. They're on the same level. I would say there, there's a yeah. momentum thing. I yeah. think I agree with Nick that it's it's time to go. You either are going a flat. Trajectory does not work. Who could who could kill it? <laughs> you're growing or you're dying, right? The, I yeah, know there's been talks much. saying Orgeron back to Syracuse because he was an assistant there in the uh, in the late '80s, early '90s. <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite of uh, my cousin Vinny right yeah, there. That's just Twitter. That's, you know that's is, not. That's, I don't think there's uh, any truth to that. Main Justice. Right. Did you guys ever see that on uh, Saturday Night Live? I don't think so. They got all the LSU. Uh, they got the uh, or the Louisiana judge that got transplanted up to Maine. It's idiotic. But uh, anyway, it's basically the opposite of my cousin Vinny, and that's what Ed Ordron at Syracuse would be. You, are, we've already talked. Would about they that. take Rich Rod, or or that dust up he had in the desert with that intern? Would that would that would they hold their Syracuse pretty highfalutin school, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they go for that. You know, I saw Bob Chesney being mentioned, the Holy Cross head coach. I saw that too. Hmm. Some were saying that he's holding out for this uh, Boston College job, but next year. Yeah, I don't think you can rely on half the getting fired. I think if that would be a great hire by them. Sluka is gone. He hit the portal, so uh, now it's time to get out. Maybe he can get Sluka in the portal at Syracuse. Yeah, yeah. Let's Hello. go. Um, other news uh, regarding coaching. Uh, Bruce Feldman just reported that UNLV offensive coordinator Brennan Marion just interviewed for the San Diego State job. Hmm. He has been fucking phenomenal at UNLV. They're nine and two currently, playing potentially for the Mountain West Championship spot this weekend. That's one of the quietest nine and twos in the nation. I mean, who who would have thought UNLV would would nine maybe ten games? Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Another thing. You know, it was even quieter uh, than UNLV at nine and two. What's that? Freaking Toledo at ten and one. Should be should be eleven and zero. They yeah. were up that whole game against Illinois in the first. Unbelievable. Game. Right. <laughs> that is completely under my radar. The whole freaking season. I you still are, feel you like Toledo. I still feel like Toledo's been better, you know, last five six years. So I'm not kind of surprised that Toledo. I'm surprised at UNLV. When's the last time yeah. UNLV did this? Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Uh, the '80s with Randall Cunningham. Um, little Keenan McCardle action. Yeah, with Icky Icky Woods, and nice. they also had uh, 
the uh, Death Row Records, Suge Knight, a defensive <laughs> tackle. Yeah, in like eighty-seven yeah. or something. Yeah, he played in the USFL as well. Um, <laughs> Miss, so here, let's let's speculate here. Mississippi State, their state school, the Team Jet, went to Raleigh Durham today. That the 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 Twitter has been blowing up. Say it is it Mike Elko? Is it Dave Doran? I think it's Dave Doran personally. Is it Dave Clawson? Is it uh, you know who else is who else? Do we you have said there? this is uh, Mac Brown. State. Yeah, Mac <laughs> Brown. No way. No way. Mac Brown. Yeah. It's got to be what Elko, Clawson, Doran. I think it's Doran because Doran won the Tennessee job, huh. and he almost got it. I think it's NC Doran. State is more of a, a SEC culture, so I could see that transition working. I think it might be more Elko though, because I think Elko's got a hotter name right now. Doran, yeah. I don't I mean, think. A, I, I think Elk, Elko has Michigan State or A and M. I mean A and M. I don't 100 percent know, but Michigan State. I think if Elko wants it, it's his. Doran's a rock solid football coach, but talk about a, a unsexy hire. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, could it be Clawson? Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> he seems like he's just Clawson needs Clawson's at, at the perfect fit at Wake. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah, I, my guess would be Elko, but who knows? What if it's Sean Clark? What if it's Ziggy Zag? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what a big game! <laughs> How far is Boone from Raleigh? Well, that's what's Three funny. Hours. That's okay. what's funny is they're not going to fire him now. So app, it's funny. App State fans are kind of dis. I was just looking online or like Jerry's earlier in the master week. plan. <laughs> yeah, they're like, damn it, we kind of wanted them to lose that, so they fire him and they go out and get somebody. Well, now look, there's I mean, no way, and we hit our over, by the way, on that. Yeah, and if, if they win, yeah, what's if that? If they win this week, they're they're eight and four, but really they should be ten and two. They should they should not have lost to Coastal at home or or ODU. Should have beat North you know, Carolina. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I know, of course, but you know, say you know, throw that one in the Wyoming one out. I mean, they're in every game, but really, teams of App State in the past they would be ten and two this year, not eight and four. Yeah, yeah, um, still pretty good though. How about uh, the Liberty Bowl? Uh, getting a full renovation. FedEx founder Fred Smith giving them fifty million dollars. Mm. Uh, this is, I think, going to make them jump. To I know the Big Twelve's got a meeting about uh, expansion this week, so keep an eye on that because I think that renovation getting in bed with Fred Smith is a dangerous game. Ask Dan Snyder. Fred yeah. Goldsmith. Fred Goldsmith. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Speaking of Duke, Duke football coaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Field should should have done this instead of them doing this foo foo fucking MLS stadium that they're going to be doing. They should take Ryan Field, which is a classic, and just redo it. Upgrade it. Oh man, the new the new the way that uh, the Liberty Bowl looks with these photos looks fantastic. Um, okay, so that's enough news. Let's let's get out of here on this news front. Pick we, some games. Yeah, let's pick some fucking games, folks. I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by Bet Three Sixty Five. Bet Three Sixty Five is the world's favorite sports book, trusted by over eighty-eight million players worldwide. Sign up today. Choose from two bonus offers: either a thousand dollar no sweat bet or bet five dollars get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast dot com slash bet three sixty five. That's sportsgamblingpodcast dot com slash bet three sixty five. Problem with gambling? Call one eight hundred Gambler. All right, we are back on the college football experience. And what do you think of NC State running back Michael Allen? By the way, 
says, I'm not going to play the rest of the year. Why does NC state having all these players saying I'm not playing the rest of the year. I want a, a red shirt or transfer. I don't know. That's good. Yeah. Good. Good question. I'm, I'm wearing the NC state hat tonight, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, ultimately he's not that good of a player. So I don't think it's a big loss, even though NC state's been thin at running back. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of surprising considering they've won what, like four in a row now. And they, they have a potential to have a nine win season. Yeah. And what'd you guys make of Diego pissing Pavia? Uh, he's so the past two years, the biggest upsets in college football, the past two years have been New Mexico state is 21 point dogs. Pissing Pavia was the was the quarterback of both teams. Who was the other other one? Liberty. Both and Hugh Freeze <laughs> both got this ass whooped by Jerry Kill and both both outings there. The great stat. That is a great stat. Uh all right, folks. Uh let's let's get into it. We got one of the best. I I you know, I encourage people to go read the book Blood Feud, which is the uh story of the rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. You want to learn about just complete debauchery. <laughs> it make it makes me appreciate that I think this is the most maybe the most underrated rivalry in all of college football. Thursday night, we got the Egg Bowl. And on the line, by the way, this series goes back to 1901. Ole Miss has got an 18 game lead. However, Hale State won last year. Mike Leach's final game was a Egg Bowl win. There you go. This is in Stark Vegas. And Mississippi State, although within an interim head coach, can go bowling if they win. Patty C and J- JMU fans are rooting for the Rebels. Who's got a little more <laughs> at stake, would you say? Uh, Ole Miss, the 10 win season, or uh, Mississippi State bowling? Or does it really not matter? Is this the only thing no, that it's matters? The egg bowl matters. The egg bowl matters. Yeah. Jackson Dart is actually questionable, but I'm, and, and Zachary Franklin's doubtful. But. I am all over hail state in the points. These games are always fucking insane. These are always insane games. Um, I mean, what was it? Remember the guy pissed in the end zone? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was a fake piss though. You know, we got Diego Pavia. That's a real piss right there. Diego so, and, pissing and that, Pavia. You, you may, you pull big upsets when you <laughs> actually piss on a team. Yeah, what are we picking this line at? Is it a, a flat 10 you, you see in now Colby? I'm seeing a flat 10. It was 11 yesterday, but yeah, yeah, it's coming down a little bit. I think due to that dart injury, but um, I disagree. And even if darts out Spencer Sanders, he's been around the block, he's, you know, was at Oklahoma state for at least four years, if not five. So he can step right in. I like Ole Miss. It's a revenge game from last year. Uh, last time this game was in Stark Vegas, uh, Ole Miss won that by 10. And ultimately this is just a play that Mississippi state has been a bad football team all year long. I'm going to lay the 10 here and I'm going to start things with a lock. What? I think you're silly. I think Mississippi state's or Mississippi state's going to have success on offense against that foo foo Ole Miss defense. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why? Cause why? Cause they put up a couple points against Southern miss look, but before no, that because, 21 because Ole Miss, win, Ole Miss's defense isn't great. That's not great, but Mississippi State's offense is complete trash. And yeah. if you look b- before the Southern Miss game, the, the, it's last the final games, time that they get to come out of that tunnel, <laughs> Mississippi right? State lost by forty-one to AM, by twenty-one to yeah. Kentucky, by fourteen to Auburn. Not good teams. Pretty, uh, uh, pretty easy to have a lot of common opponents when you're in the same division. And I'm pretty sure Ole Miss outperformed uh, Mississippi but, State in those games. But in this, pretty much that was every with a different, one of them. different coach, guys. Look, I like a lot of dogs this weekend, but this isn't one of them. And since it is Thursday by itself, you know I'm going to be betting. So I, I'm going to lay the points with Ole Miss, man. I just think they're clearly the better team. 
Nope. I feel pretty good about Mississippi State in the points. Mm. All right, Patty C. What's a tiebreaker, man? What's I that you want? I, I think I'm rolling with you, Nick. I think I'm laying them. Hey, the Cowboys are going to be ringing, but I just want to look here. I, th- I think you're right. I think they're just a much better team. When you have an offense that's that potent, it's the the, the spread that you don't get those ten points seems easy to cover. Really, it could be you know fifty-two to thirty-five, which would be a a, a decent showing by Mississippi State. Well, they haven't covered ten points since two thousand eighteen, and even with that, that was a Mississippi State win. Actually, no, they haven't covered. Ole Miss hasn't covered ten points since two thousand twelve. Well, well, the yeah. last game in Stark Vegas was a ten-point win, exactly. So, uh, yeah. it's right there, and that was a much better Mississippi State team. No, it wasn't. That was the first Leach year, Leach? wasn't it? That was his year, his year two with Leach. I still don't know that it was much better, right? They were like six and six. Better right? than this year? This year they could go six and six. <laughs> yeah, but they were better under Leach. I mean, who's a better coach, Leach or whoever the hell they have now? Yeah. I mean, aside from the Arizona win, which is a freaking amazing anomaly on their schedule, Southeast Louisiana, Western Michigan, Arkansas seven to three, and uh, well, Arkansas Southern wins looking Miss. All right. Those are some shitty ass wins that they have. And they speaking suck. of their offense. How about the last month of SEC games? They've put up ten points, three <laughs> points, thirteen points, and seven points. That's why so they the didn't Ole Miss give the defense interim might actually look pretty good <laughs> against his bad bulldog offense. That's they didn't get. That's why they didn't give the interim job to 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 the OC Arnett, rightfully yeah. so. Uh, no, Arnett oh, uh, okay, Barbe Barbe. Yeah, the yeah. former App State OC. Um, anyway, uh, that game's awesome. That game. I'm really looking forward to that game. Uh, moving along to Friday, we got we got Friday college football, folks. TCU is heading to Norman, Oklahoma, in a series that dates back to 1944. Oklahoma has an 11 game lead, but TCU beat them last year. Can they make it two in a row? The Horn Frogs are catching ten. I will lock up TCU plus ten. The gap Ooh. is razor thin between these teams, in my opinion. Uh, I think uh, TCU, by the way, playing for a bowl. Yeah, I think yeah. There, there's an argument to be made there. Do you think Norman makes a, a, a point differential there? You think it's what would you think on a neutral site? Neutral site, like I would have Oklahoma minus like one and a half. Wow. TCU might be playing for a bowl, but Oklahoma's playing for a berth potential in the Big Twelve Championship game. True, right? but is Gabriel even playing? What's going on? He's questionable. Yeah. I think with every, well, and that's why again we're, we're seeing the the line basically copy the line of Ole Miss Mississippi State. All I know is Oklahoma down a point or two. Oklahoma. I know they blew out West Virginia, but I'm saying with exception of that, they're like the same as every other team in the Big Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of that bye, that that's been their only impressive performance. Yeah. in the last five weeks. Uh, My I'm, problem here is uh, the true freshman quarterback Josh Huber for TCU. On the road, he's thrown double the amount of interceptions as touchdowns. I'm going to go Oklahoma here. I'm going to lay the points again. Really, I like this. Uh, I like this difference we got going here. Hey, so, right. And by the way, this is the game where Dylan Gabriel tried to do that bullshit last year and he got knocked <laughs> the fuck out. I let's, am not locking this though because I let's could do see it again. Let's yeah. do it again, Horn Frogs. Uh, what are you doing here, Patty C? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I have to take everything you say with a grain of salt, just because you're gonna take the uh, the dog most of the time. <laughs> I really just feel like they're equal. you're a hipster. You're no, a co- no, no, but I agree Look, with you. Th- this this is this is the lie of this year's college football season. Okay, Georgia, Michigan, I'll buy in, but like the lie is the Big Twelve. 
The lie is everyone's the same. Like, did you guys know that Texas has played seven backup quarterbacks out of 11 games right now? Like lucky. I'm even more convinced that they're counterfeit. I'm like, wait, they've only played. <laughs> they they're playing seven fucking backup quarterbacks. That's unbelievable. Has that ever happened before? Uh, a lot. Getting uh, Alabama. It was Florida State last year. <laughs> yeah, no, that was like four. That was like okay. three or four. This is this is like eighty percent of your schedule. Getting Alabama week two is a big. I mean, they only beat uh, South Florida by fourteen the following week. Uh, Alabama. So getting getting Alabama that early, that's a huge win that might not really, especially when you consider how much Milrose, how far he's come in that time. Yeah. So yeah, the fact that Texas is like kind of looked at his head and shoulders above the rest, definitely not, definitely not true. I agree with you there. I'm gonna go with you. I think it's really close to being right at ten, but I'm gonna lean TCU. And I understand NC Knicks, and and that that would be how we lose the bet is Hoover throwing pick sixes or something. Yeah. Like which is certainly in the cards. Certainly in the cards, but at the same time, I also think Oklahoma's defense is pretty shitty. And and if if BYU's backup quarterback can have that much success, I think TCU's skill position players way better than anybody on on BYU. Um, do Oklahoma number seventy defense, TCU number ninety. Do you think one team has a physicality advantage over the other, or not really? Not in this game. Yeah, 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 I think they're pretty evenly matched. Uh, well, next up, we're going to the battle of uh, battle of corn, Iowa, Nebraska. They call it the Heroes Trophy. What the fuck is that? Uh, the series dates back to 1891. Nebraska has a 10 game lead. They haven't played as many times as you think. It goes back to 1891, but it they right, haven't they played were, that they many were different times. conferences. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, Matt Rule was bitching about not having enough money, he just got there. He's got an eight million dollar contract. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's shave, not shave a bit off of that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Nebraska is a two and a half point favorite. This line stinks. I understand Iowa has nothing to play for besides just a ten win season. Yeah. Like they've already clinched the Big Ten West. But when I think of Heimrich, <laughs> Heimrich Harburg, Harburg against. <laughs> Against the Hawkeye defense, <laughs> I see problems. Yes, you would think. You want to dive into this stink? I feel like I've been burned by diving in the stink this year. <laughs> you know, Courtney Love has burned a few. I will go. I'm not going to lock it, but I do, and because there's a chance Iowa wins by a safety, all right? <laughs> or, or even North Nebraska wins by a safety, but over under 26 and a half. I'll take the under. Oh I think God. it. No, <laughs> got the, hey, I agree. Th- this was so great last. So Saturday I was on the sports grid. That's unbelievable. No, no, no. This, this is even better. This is even better. I, I don't think I mentioned this on the recap show. Uh, I'm, I'm doing live college football show. I'm on the, the sports grid Saturday afternoon. The game is in the second quarter. They asked me what, what action do you have? Uh, you know, going right now. And I go, I got the Iowa under and the host, one of the hosts goes, he basically says, Oh, that's cooked. It's 10 to nine. Right. <laughs> right. It might've been late first quarter for all I real. Uh, and then I was like in my head, I didn't want to you know call him out on the show, but I'm saying like, what do you mean? Dude? I, I, they, they didn't score for like the next like 25 minutes Wait for them to yeah. get conservative yeah, I was like, <laughs> at one point lead. They're getting real conservative with, if they already scored that one touchdown of the game. That's out the way. Yeah. It's going to be field goals. And and sure enough, it hit. Sure enough. It hit. I also ECU Navy. I was on hoops Peterson and they're like, 
this is a, this is a 29 total. And I was like, take the, no, I did say take ECU money line, but also take the under Yeah, 10 to nothing, 10, 10 total points. <laughs> um, anyway, back to this game. The line does stink to high heaven, but I just, I got to take Iowa here as you know, system play. Patty, what are you doing here in Lincoln? Uh, I I definitely have to take Iowa too. I mean, Nebraska's playing better ball, um, but and it's in Lincoln, obviously, like you said. Uh, still, I think with the uh, Big Ten championship, Iowa is dialed in right now, and they will cover that. Was it two and a half? You said, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, moving along to Miami, the Floaty Bowl. I call this one. <laughs> C.J. Sullivan cracking me up today. Check out the Bottom Line Bombs podcast because. This he says this is the game out of the whole slate. If there's one team that's not going to give a absolute shit <laughs> at about, <laughs> he's like the Miami Hurricanes going up to cold ass Boston on the day after Thanksgiving. Going to be in the 40s yeah. at noon. <laughs> Nobody's going to be there. This series dates back to 1965. Boston College, believe it or not, has won three of four. Uh, Miami still does have an eight, 18 game lead, but I am with, in agreement with C.J. Sullivan. Boston College plus eight, ride the money line. Yeah, money line at plus two seventy. We called this one at, uh, on the money line way early yeah. in the season. I'm Before all over the season. All over it. NC Nick, what are you doing here? Hundred percent. I mean, also Miami is zero and three on the road in conference play to begin with. In games they were trying, in games that mattered. <laughs> so I, I think here you je- you definitely jump on the uh, Golden Eagles. Did you realize that uh, Miami, who uh, I believe has yet to win a road conference game in the crystal ball era. Wow. Well, they haven't this year. I know that I no, I believe last, year, last too. year. So, okay. Yeah. They um, haven't won a, a game in regulation since uh, September 23rd <laughs> against <laughs> temple. <laughs> you know, after those two overtime wins against UVA and Clemson, I think I, I remember saying on the show, that shit is not sustainable. What do they do? They drop the next three. Yeah. So as we and expected, the under for Miami's already hit. I was playing that music because the under hit when Louisville beat him last week. Six we, and six. Can we talk about, by the way, now we forgot to talk about this on the recap show. So there's a minute and 16 seconds left. I think it was Miami's at the, uh, at the Louisville four yard line, fourth and goal. They know they got to go, right? They have three timeouts left. So if you don't get it, you can get the ball back. Mario Cristobal calls timeout on the fourth down, and sure enough, they pretty much lose because of that 35 seconds that were off the clock. <laughs> he did it again, guys. He fucked. He did it again. Now, not, not enough people are talking about it. If he just, if they hurry up and if go, he just has the right play ready. Well, remember they got the ball at like the 50 yard line. They had to throw a hail mary. Yeah. They had to, they would have 30. They would have 40 seconds left. I don't think people are talking about it because it's expected now. It's like, what else is new? <laughs> it's really unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I'm all over BC. I think we all are in the Flutie Bowl. Uh, Memphis is heading to Temple. This is another one that I feel like me and CJ back in July, even though, uh, well, CJ was higher on Temple than me. I, I was on the under Temple, but this is one where we looked at it and said, wait a second. The day after Thanksgiving, Memphis, by the way, not eligible to their, their, their season's done. Like there's this win does nothing. They're in a bowl, but they can't play for the AAC championship. They're out of it. They're eliminated and they got to go to that. They got to go to the link the day after Thanksgiving where there's 12 <laughs> people there. Memphis is laying 11. Get the fuck out of here. Temple is the uh, temple's going to beat about right. I think there's a I, reason. Look, they this have, 
Temple's beat him outright the last three times in Philly. Yeah, yeah. The series so, dates back I, to 2013. They're gonna get it done. What are you doing here? NCAA? I think I recall like previous years betting Memphis, and and I've learned my lesson. They don't care about this game. They don't want to be up there. Very similar to Miami Boston College. I'm gonna take Temple again. Home dog it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially because there's no stakes. Like right, if exactly. Memphis was to like win, you're in the AAC championship. But knowing that they're eliminated, they're not gonna give yeah. a fuck. Probably Boston pretty- College Temple money line parlay sounds pretty attractive. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 the, the no fucks over- given parlay. That's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got to figure it's a little bit of a letdown spot for uh, Memphis coming off that SMU loss, which would have put them in the uh, AAC championship too. Right. They're, yeah, they're deflated. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got to go up that. to that hornet's nest at Lincoln Financial <laughs> Field. <laughs> Things are football in Philadelphia is firing right now, including the Temple Owls. <laughs> Next up, we are jumping over to. Any chance you watch that game on uh, on uh, Black Friday? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna have some money on it, so potentially. <laughs> You're a degenerate. You are a degenerate. Toledo. Heading to Central Michigan. Patty sees a huge Toledo fan this weekend because Central Michigan playing for bowl eligibility. This series dates back to 1928. Toledo has an eight-game lead, but get this: two and two in their last four against CMU. CMU is catching ten points. I'm all over the ten. I actually think they're live to win it. Sprinkle a little bit on that plus three hundred. NC Nick, what are you doing here? You guys, you could argue the same thing. Toledo already has that side of the Mac locked up. Kind of a meaningless game for them, too. Another home dog, sign me up. Disagree. <laughs> because because you need it. The you t- need it, buddy. Uh, the Toledo Rockets are potentially playing for a New Year's <laughs> six birth if a few losses happen. Uh, and I mean, really, it doesn't have to be that surprising. All you have to have is uh, what? UTSA beat uh, Tulane this week. Tulane's look very uh, vulnerable. What about Liberty? Liberty could take a loss to New Mexico State, and a, a twelve and a thirteen and a Liberty probably shouldn't even get no, over it. Liberty played. What's what? that? Liberty plays UTEP. Are you, are you talking about in the conference championship? In the game? conference oh, championship. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, a couple of things could happen. Toledo's still very much alive for the biggest game in the history of their program, so I think they play hard and they get it done. Jason Candle also. Probably putting himself in position to get a big job out there. Out where? Out in the world. <laughs> Syracuse specifically. Out there. Yeah. Uh, this guy's sprinkling that bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, next up, uh, let's jump on over to the likes of. This is still Friday, by the way. You get all this on Friday. The Ohio Bobcats are heading into Akron, Ohio. Man, did you see? So I have Akron over two and a half wins. Last week was fucking crushing, dude. <laughs> they were leading the entire game. Eastern Michigan ends up somehow getting the game to overtime, and EMU wins it in overtime, thirty to twenty-seven. This is our last chance, our last hurrah. <laughs> and look, Ohio. I think they're they're what are they playing for here? They're deflated as well. What are they playing for? Not much. Ohio is laying 14. The series goes back to 1912. Ohio has a 12 game lead and they've won five straight. Give me the 14 in Akron sprinkle a little bit on the money line. <laughs> That's just me hoping my overhits. Uh, what are you doing here? Patty C. Yeah, I'm not agreeing with you at all. I was <laughs> a far better team. 14 points on the road. It's not like it's a far trip. They get it done. Ohio go Bobcats. NC Nick. 
Yeah, I mean, I yeah, it, this this one took a while. It, it, I, I eventually came around to Ohio laying the points, but I don't like laying a big number with them in that shaky offense. I'll go ahead and do it here because Akron is still basically on auto fade. Um, not a big fan of this game, but give me the Bobcats. I'll say this about Akron: they've been in some pretty close games. Three point loss against Temple. Four overtime loss against Thank Indiana. You. Thank you. Overtime loss against Boston, Buffalo by three. Seven point loss Central Michigan. So four I'm saying, point for loss these people Kent that State. always c- that have been shitting on me on social media about this, they're one. a much better team than that two and nine record yeah. indicates. I, I don't know much. I don't know if it's much better. <laughs> you could you could three overtime losses. Look, you could kick Indiana which includes out of the seven big, overtimes total. You could kick Indiana out of the Big Ten and replace it with Akron. No one's going to notice. Akron also got very lucky to beat Kent State. <laughs> They got it done though. And that's what I'm talking about. They can get there. I believe in you zips. They also only beat Morgan. State I by believe three. in what <laughs> Akron is the new uh, Eastern Michigan. They lose big or lose small. They, they win small. Oh man. Uh, come on zips. We need you. We need you this, this more than ever. We need you folks. Um, let's jump around to uh Let's jump around to that, that might be an indicator, by the way, if we follow that Bobby Bowden train of thought, lose big, lose small, win small, win big. Maybe they're at that cusp of becoming taking the next step. We thought they were gonna take. Maybe it's just gonna take one more year. Remember we were watching that uh Bobby Bowden documentary the other day? And they're like he stepped up for his so Peter Warwick and Lavernius Coles get caught in some type of like sport. <laughs> they're like getting free clothes from sports authority. They would walk through and the woman wouldn't ring them up. Yeah. And they're like, but Bobby Bowden had the back. A lot of a lot of uh, coaches would have turned their back against <laughs> against other players, you know. They, and uh, but he had Peter Works back. They forgot to mention in that documentary that he said "fuck you" to La- Lavernius Coles. <laughs> That's right. All right. And, and to this day, players a second yeah. chance. Isn't that isn't that ironic? The Heisman candidate. You're like, oh yeah. Lavernius Coles, who's still a very good wideout, uh, he basically said, and, and that's why Lavernius Coles would never own Florida State. When you're saying your colleges on Monday Night Football, yeah. you never say Florida State. Yeah. But, but uh, that that scandal about like you know getting some free shirts or something that that sounds so minuscule to the shit yeah. that was going on everywhere else. Yeah, like yeah, that's really, true. that's what they come down some. Getting a yeah. couple, you know, T-shirts from Sports Authority. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's something with Florida State because Jameis Winston with some crab legs. Yeah, well, that one's great. That's the yeah. best of all time, just because it was crab legs. <laughs> it's like it's delicious. That's uh, just a great thing to steal. <laughs> the man just wanted some delicious food. He's not getting bling. <laughs> the fucking crab leg. Hey, I look, I'll that. be honest. If, if if I'm sitting there and uh, you know. I had the hookup. S- old uh, Steve says, "Hey, dude, I work at the grocery store. Come through, I'll hook you up with crab legs." I think I might Boom. go over there to the grocery stores. There. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's move along. All right, enough action talk. We got the we got a huge game going on in the AAC on Friday. This game is one of the best I think on the slate. UTSA. This series goes back to 2013. UTSA beat Tulane by three back in 13. This is the second matchup. The winner is going to be in the AAC championship. UTSA heading into Yolman Stadium to take on the Green Wave. Uh, I believe I'm seeing it right now at Tulane minus three and a half. That hook key because that was not there this morning. Uh, three and a half. I'm still going Green Wave. Going into Yolman. They know the stakes. 
Jeff trailers already interviewing for a and M <laughs> you know, I like to fade that. I like to fade that. So give me the green wave uh, to get it done there at Yeoman stadium. It's easy to see a time. Why do you turn? like to fade that? Cause I think that means your players. Yeah. Your players are thinking about it. Yeah. Why? Well, meanwhile, oh, oh, okay. I thought you yeah. meant yes. Your you players. Like, I also think the coach, how much are you focusing on? Sure. Two, two lanes. Okay, I thought you meant you uh, like. He's to, trying to nail the interview. I mean, he's yeah. you know. If no, you, I agree if, with if, you. I agree yeah. with you. I, I, yeah. I thought you were saying it the other way. It's like, honey, don't give me the clip on. I need. I need something good. All right. <laughs> and he's thinking about double everything. Windsor. Double did, Windsor. Did I? Did I? Am I? How's my hair look? You know what I mean. He's not thinking. Fritz is over there thinking about UTSA and this Frank Harris, forty-six-year-old college quarterback. You know what I mean. So, uh, Nick, what are you doing here? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, with the potential distractions and the fact that Tulane is at home, it's just a very even game, man. I mean, I love uh, Captain Harris, the quarterback for UTSA, but I also love Michael Pratt, the quarterback for Tulane. So uh, the three and a half is a little tricky. I mean, I, w- I wish I could still get it at three, but I- I'll still ride Green Wave. Great game, Patty C. You know what's a little scary to me is that. Tulane has played a bunch of close games in a row. I mean, obviously Florida Atlantic, they stepped up when they needed to on the road. Yeah. That, that was the indicator for me. That, that that's what made me feel but a little to bit me, better. That was the game that it was obvious. That was the trap game and they stepped up and, and now they get it at home. Meanwhile, uh, UTSA is, I think a lot of us, or at least myself wrote off UTSA after they started one and three, I was like, okay, maybe well, it was a little Captain fl- Harris was injured. I knew that they, like, once he came back, they were going to be nasty. I did not know that, but you know, they did. They are nasty. What is it? Like a, a eight game win streak, seven game win streak that yeah. they're on right now. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, I'm a little concerned about that, but I think I agree with you guys because the distraction is, is there that I got to roll two lane here. Three and a half. Oh, that hook is a little bit of an issue. Yeah, the hook is, is it, it made me hesitate a little bit. Uh, Friday that, so far, that's the best Friday game. I think. Yeah. Right. Definitely. TC Oklahoma, maybe throw in there because yeah. there's implications there. Uh, moving along, Utah State at New Mexico. The series dates back to 1951. The Aggies have a three-game lead, and Utah State's won six straight. New Mexico just pulled off a huge upset against Jeff Tedford and Fresno, basically knocking them out of the Mountain West Championship game last week. The, I mean, you got to think Danny Gonzalez is fired, but if he wins this, he's five and seven, and maybe they think about it. Maybe they go, "Hey, it's a pretty good record for New Mexico." Yeah, uh, <laughs> if he wins this. That's the question. They're it's in Albuquerque. They're getting six and a half points. Meanwhile, Utah State, Patty C, you should be rooting for New Mexico because Utah State, if they win, they're bowling. I'm actually laying it with Utah State. I think Utah State's the better team. NC Nick, what are you doing here? You might be right, but New Mexico just ran for 345 yards on Fresno. And I know Utah State always struggles to defend, you know, physical run heavy teams. And maybe that's what New Mexico just turned into. Plus, they're at home. Give me another home dog. Woo! You locking that? No. <laughs> Patty C, what are you doing here? I gotta check something real quick. What are you checking, buddy? New Mexico number one twelve defense in the uh, country. That is a pretty piss poor defense. Six and a half, Utah State. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll Aggies. They're gonna be knocking out your Dukes, but at the same time, they help your strength of schedule. So you probably want this is one of the ones where I think you want. I don't uh, think strength of schedule is <laughs> as much of an issue uh, for, for shit talking rights. You never know. Okay, you might be at yeah, some bar and start talking shit with somebody. I have another bowl team right. on the record. There yep. you go, uh, folks. Let's jump on over to the next Friday game. This long, this one cracks me up. I was doing my my uh, research on this one. 
Missouri at Arkansas. They call this the battle line rival uh, battle line rivalry on Wikipedia. See, this is that bullshit though, because I understand that it's a border battle, and I understand they played a game in 1906. No, that's how that was their first ever meeting. But this is only the 15th meeting, and when you add in them joining the SEC in 2011, it's like okay, they only played four times in a hundred years of history. Before that, <laughs> there was no battle line rivalry. Then this is some Greg Sankey shit. You know, we're gonna get a Wikipedia page. Let's call it the battle line rivalry, right? Yeah, it's better than the yeah. Heroes Trophy. <laughs> That's true. The Heroes Trophy is That's corny. True. You see what I did there? So corny. Mizzou has a five-game lead, but they're two and two in their last four. Arkansas is not firing pulled pork Pittman. I hear it's getting another year. Lucky basketball season started. Uh, Arkansas though is catching seven and a half at home. I'll take it. NC Nick, what are you doing here? I'm going to lay the points with Mizzou. I, I thought the game against Florida would be a little tricky and they, and they somehow still managed to, to win that. They, they do have a horseshoe up their ass. That was basically a, what a walk-off field goal. Yeah. Uh, similar to the K state win. Uh, but Clearly, Missouri's the better team, and I guess what does Arkansas have to play for? That's the that's we're gonna mention that a lot in this show because it is the last game of the regular season, and some teams are already probably packing up. So I'm gonna go Mizzou. I'm gonna lay the points. Well, it looks like uh, Barry Odom will not be considered for the Arkansas job because they are keeping uh, pulled pork Pittman. pulled more picking them around at least one more year, which I love to see. However, Missouri is a far better team. In Arkansas this year, this this is a ridiculous seven and a half. Yeah. Get the f out of here. Lock it up. I was I was contemplating locking it. Lock it up. Double lock. You know what? It's the last right week of the regular season. I want some yeah. locks. Let's go. You're gonna have some turducken in you. You know there what I mean? Go. You know what? I hope though that uh, it doesn't end up with a a, a a convincing win for Missouri because I think it's bullshit that the committee is still putting. Nine and two Missouri over ten and one Louisville. That is them pumping up the SEC. Oh, this bothers me so much, dude. I was listening to like some other podcast. I, I don't even remember which ones it was, but it was like they, they're not even talking about Louisville as a possible playoff team. Yeah, idiot. I'm sorry if you go thirteen and one or twelve and one. I guess they no, would they're right? not gonna. Oh uh, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. Twelve and one with playing. Uh, what? Uh, how many would that be? Twelve power fives. Yeah. Get the Dude, fuck out well, of here. Here's the other thing. Get the fuck out of here. Florida State is going to be number three on the in, on championship weekend. If you beat no. the number three team in the country on the last game of the season and you finish twelve <laughs> and one, it's fucking incredible. You're worthy of a pl- of playoff consideration <laughs> at the very least. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I I think that game's sneaky though because I don't think I think Mizzou's played a lot of close games this year. They, Air Force. They, they need Louisville needs. Florida State to whoop Florida's ass. They need Rodemaker to show out, and they because the the committee has a ready made excuse yeah, that Florida care. State doesn't have uh, Jordan Travis. I don't even care because it just bothers me if I think about it. I'm just like, you know what? Let yeah. me focus. It's on already happened. Yeah. It's already happened. Um, uh, next up, Air Force at Boise State. I needed a Tylenol trying to understand the fucking uh, the, who's going to play in the Mountain West Championship. So, uh. Air Force, if they win, they're in. I believe. I believe they don't need any help. However, okay. if and I'm trying to, to, I read an article about it earlier this morning. I'm trying to make sure I, I nail this. Uh, if San Jose State beats UNLV, 
I believe they need Boise to win. Oh no, yeah. no, San Jose's in then because they have the tiebreaker on UNLV. So, okay. well, if San Jose State beats UNLV, then it could be a three-way tie between those two and the winner of Air Force Boise. Well, I was about to say Boise has a path to get in too. It's it's uh, it's all over the place. <laughs> I, I I think like that matters a conference record. I don't know. And the Big Twelve one is is hilarious too in its own right. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit here, but. Uh, Air Force, believe it or not, uh, won the last time they went to the Smurf turf. This series goes back to 2011. Boise only has a three game lead, which is surprising considering their success in that run. Uh, Boise is laying six and a half interim head coach at stake is boy. If Boise wins this, then they'll definitely have a winning record. Now they could still lose this game and win the bowl game, but Boise has the longest win streak as far as year by year. It goes back to all the way to 19. 88. So wow. yeah, I'm sorry. Patty C- I'm sorry. 1998, not 88. Uh, I was about to say Patty C was in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in, instead he was drinking forties. <laughs> 1988, uh, believe it or not at five years old, I was not in diapers. <laughs> yeah. I was so yeah. shitting and pissing myself. I just, you know, did it right in my pants. Yeah. Um, still doing that today. I'm going to take Boise minus six and a half. I don't feel great about it. It's tough because uh, Larry, the quarterback for Air Force, he, today he was ruled out. As was Emmanuel Michael, their leading rusher. Well, on the Boise side, you got Avalos gone now. Game two. My theory is that a team will get up for the first week without the coach and call and fall flat the second week. I'm gonna take the points. I mean, the points is solid because last year was a five point game. I mean, you're right. Actually, I'll take the points. I think Boise's gonna win this game, but. I, I could see it being a 17, 14, 17, 13, you know, 20 to 16 type of game. Give me the points, but I think Boise wins it. Patty C, what are you doing here? What uh is it Larry or what what's the deal? Why is there why did they start Aiden knowing and he was a pretty good passing quarter, like the best passing quarterback they've had since uh well three since straight losses to, probably. <laughs> look, yeah. I mean Army, Hawaii, that's a bad loss. You know, and then look, UNLV rivalry game. Yeah. But Hawaii, wait, Hawaii Air Force rivalry yeah. is it really? Uh, was not aware of that. Um, I think Boise, you know, they, they 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 generate a lot more points, so I guess I'll ride Boise here. Boise uh, laying the points though. <laughs> yeah, Army's. I mean, until Air Force, uh, you kind of have to ride the trend a little bit. You know, Air Force has been shit in the bed for three for the better part of a month here. All right, let's move along. That game, though, huge implications. I think Friday, if you're looking for like the important games, obviously TCU, Oklahoma, UTSA, Tulane, Air Force, Boise, and then this one, Texas Tech at Texas, the battle for the Chancellor's Spurs. Series dates back to 1928. Pretty cool. Texas has a 36 game lead. Texas Tech, Joey McGuire, one and zero all time against the Longhorns and Steve Sarkeesian. Hello. Uh I love this spot. This is it. This is the one. Yeah. This is the this is really the one, guys. We I, were looking for the one that could be, you know, the satisfying win. By but the, but I thought someone made a great point. But them playing all those shitty backup quarterbacks, no one could exploit that shitty secondary, right? TCU somewhat did, but they still threw critical interceptions, right? If you look at the quarterbacks they've played, it's one of the most impressive records. Like the only teams that really gave them a hard time were Dylan Gabriel and Donovan Smith, right? Because they can pass the ball. Kansas State, not good at throwing the ball down the field, and they still almost won that game. But 
That is why I know Baron Morton is the backup quarterback for Texas Tech, which is hilarious. They're having another backup quarterback, but he started a shit ton of games last year. They're going to be able to pass on this team. I'm riding the Red Raiders and I'm riding the money line. Lock it up. <laughs> and Brett Yormark was talking about this in the preseason, saying, I hope Texas Tech, he was at a uh, luncheon, saying, I hope Red Raiders end Texas' season and keep them from the playoffs. It was written then. Let's go. <laughs> and it's probably written on their uh, bulletin board uh, in. In Austin too, <laughs> true. But uh, Steve, I don't even think Steve Sarkeesian has a bulletin board. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I, I want to go with you. He's got a liquor uh, cabinet, but <laughs> I want to go with you mostly because of this five-game win streak by Texas. Four of the five were by ten points or less, and I just think it's going to be a close game. Maybe, maybe this is the game that we're all our hearts are in it, and we want Texas Tech to hang, if not win. But I'm gonna ride the Red Raiders, Patty. See what are you doing? I'm all over the Red Raiders too because I mean I think you're right. I think it, it could be you know our hearts being, but they, they no Texas can't blow out anybody. They f- have fared pretty ten to ten with Wyoming in the pretty, fucking fourth quarter, pretty favorably yeah. to in their common opponents. Even Wyoming in the nine conference. Oh, granted, te- uh, Texas pulled away in the fourth quarter, but that was I would argue Texas Tech looked better against Wyoming in a loss through three than Texas through three quarters yeah, certainly yeah. you know. Um, Oregon, they were they were great, and I mean their losses. West Virginia, they should have beat Oregon, man. They should have beat Oregon. The only yeah. real head scratcher, obviously, you know, uh, squeaking by Kansas, where Texas blew them out. That's one where Texas looked way better, but uh, and, but still, and that was at Kansas. Squeak- Texas different. Tech, Texas yeah. Tech hit like a midseason slump, but they've won three in a row now. They got they got some momentum riding into. This they've been game squeaking here. by for three weeks in a row. Seven point win, three point win, one that's, point. No, win. that's the Big Twelve. This is my point. There's Oklahoma and Texas. No, they beat good everyone's, teams. Everyone's yeah. like crowning them as and like they're the same. If they played, if all these teams played again, you have no idea what the outcome would be. You know what I mean? Especially with their starting quarterbacks. Yeah, I actually feel good about twelve and a half points, even in Austin. Money line. That's that's my heart. You lock know, it. I hope lock so. it. Lock it. Ah, I'll lock it. Let's go. I'm locking it. NC Nick triple lock. No thanks. Uh coward. He went to Austin once. <laughs> All right, he enjoyed himself. Uh, that is Friday too, and this game, this game's Friday, and this game sucks ass. Uh, Penn State, Michigan State at Ford Field. I will not watch this game. No, who who will be? I don't. Th- I don't think Michigan State fans will be watching. Have fun with this NBC with your package that you fucking bought. You fucking now, losers. Is yeah. this because the game itself is horrifically boring, or because you are boycotting the dome game here? Both. Both. It's <laughs> a mixture of both. Which one's more? No, the fact that NBC, because you know, apparently this was like an NBC play. They yeah. they want more of these games. Uh in Yeah, in that's domes. pathetic. Yeah. If there's one thing that they tried to, you know, obviously Michigan and Michigan State should be in-state rivals potentially, but Michigan and Ohio State's there. So obviously that's the takes land pressure. grant trophy, right? The land grant trophy, right. So they made when Penn State joined, they're like, all right, Michigan State needs a rival. They made this one happen. It, it's been a pretty competitive. It's been a kind of cool. It's dead even. It's dead even. The series dates back to 1914. Yeah. Dead even. Even if it feels forced, it's actually been kind of a cool rivalry. But what has made this rivalry really cool is the elements. The, the elements. The cold ass. With Thanksgiving. That game week. of the snow. Yeah. I remember all of us talking about it. that. was like our favorite game of the season. Yeah. Ridiculous. The anyway. one thing that's really cool about it, they take away. Penn State's laying 21. Give me Sparty, I guess. I don't fucking know. What are you doing here? What are you doing here, NC Nick? You know, Penn State barely covered against Rutgers last week, right? Yeah. 
Wasn't it, wasn't the spread uh, almost the same thing? Twenty or twenty and a half. They covered for me. They covered. Yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. was that was in state college too. And they barely pulled it out. I mean, I think that last touchdown was was pretty late in the game. Three thirty six left. That's that's Franklin for you trying to cover. Uh, God, God bless them. They didn't have to <laughs> score that. <laughs> Give me Michigan State the points. Patty C, what are you doing here? I'm leaning Michigan State too. Penn State. I mean, uh, is the offense going to improve without uh, your your chick? How do you how do you pronounce that name? <laughs> your chick, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think uh, you know whatever. I don't think they're going to be an inspired. It's not going to be an inspired offensive performance. I'm going to lean Michigan State here. All right, moving. maybe there's an upset, and they. I, I almost want Penn State to whoop their ass so they never uh, never are tempted to play in that filthy dome again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, final game on the Friday slate: Oregon State. Heading to Eugene. We got the last civil war as the beavers are catching 13 and a half in Eugene. And what could go wrong here? Because if Oregon state wins and the Arizona wildcats win the dust bowl, then Arizona is playing for the PAC 12 championship. What could go wrong? I actually think the ducks are probably going to win, but I'm taking the points. I'm Why is this not points. in Corvallis? Why is it not in Corvallis? Black Friday, they yeah. could have been dressed in all black. Brian the Sanders Civil War. in the chat say this is the game to watch on Friday. Yeah. I can't believe that we're ruining this shit. See what well, they hey, do the, well, the yeah, Apple anyway. Cup. Yeah. The Apple but, Cup signed up for longer. No, 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 no. Let's talk about this. <laughs> this okay. I'm glad the game's still gonna happen. But it's a slap in the face of the history of the rivalry. They are supposed to be playing, and all these Big Ten losers that say, "No, you can't ruin the conference schedule." Look at what South Carolina does. They play Clemson the final game of the season. Georgia Tech, Georgia. Sure, you uh, can make USC, that happen. USC Notre Dame every other year, and USC Stanford the other year. But then also you have Louisville, Kentucky, Army, Navy haven't been in the same conference. You could go on and on. You know, next, you know, they signed it for the September. It's not gonna have the. Okay, this is like the backyard brawl. I enjoy the fact that it's better than nothing. We'll take it. It's better than nothing. But when you have a chance to fuck over your team, like like Oregon State does, Oregon State can ruin Oregon's national championship hopes with this fucking game, and that's the way it should be on the final game well, of the season. I'll say this. I agree. Uh, prior to a four-team playoff, the likes of Florida, Florida State, even though it was a non-conference game on Thanksgiving weekend would still ruin someone's national championship season. However, Oregon and Oregon state aren't usually on Look that at the level. backyard brawl. And once said it was like a three win pit team and they beat, oh. they ruined West Virginia's national championship. I agree. I, yeah. What I'm saying is I don't think it necessarily takes tons away. No, it, it, I, I, I think, I think, it, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think it does. Yeah. I, I think it can still be an elite rivalry. That's what I mean to say, even yes. if it's non conference, I agree with that. but it's better if it's in conference. I, there's so many. See, and uh, you, another element is like I when I watch these games, I've seen like probably three or four Apple Cups in the snow. You're gonna put it on like a fucking September seventh. You fucking <laughs> hundred degrees. If you put that at the yeah. beginning of the season. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> just, let's wor- let's worry about that next year in the off season when we're breaking down you know schedule releases for this game. I think we're all on the Beavers. Kind of similar to the Texas Tech play, but I think Oregon State is a much better team than Texas Tech, so I think they have a much better chance to cover this. One uh, thing look, though, Oregon's playing Oregon's playing some pretty good damn football. 
It's true. This series dates back to 1894. We're just going to blow it up. How about that? Oregon State fan just pissing in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> Where is that? In the, uh, the gate of the stadium or something? No, at like a table at the concessions. Oh, nice. There was no like, chairs. He's just. Man. <laughs> The other guy's having a conversation. Has no idea that piss is just flying everywhere. Uh, anyway, uh, what are you gonna say, buddy? Uh, here's one thing to consider: even though the game could be close late, Bo Nix is very much in the Heisman conversation. I feel like a place like Oregon would very any place, but especially a place like Oregon would value a Heisman Trophy in their case. Um, a late cover seems possible here in in Eugene. Here, if uh, Bo Nix. You know they keep they keep throwing the ball late. Maybe, yeah, yeah. true, good point. Yeah. Uh, our, our guy D Bettis in the chat, he's on Oregon, and like we love D Bettis, but has he ever taken the dog? I feel like he is on he is on every favorite <laughs> every week. Uh, Oregon State just kept it within two against Washington. They, no, if it wasn't for that fucking snap, yeah, it would have been over. That snap over the punter's fucking head was everything. Yeah, uh, folks. All right, look, this is side A. That's all Friday slate. We're going to jump into Saturday because it gets even better on Saturday, especially when you add in the fact. And by the way, the NFL is coming. They're putting a fucking a Jets game where they're starting some guy we never heard of at the uh, quarterback over the Civil War. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Trying to creep into college territory. Get the fuck out of here. Roger Goodell, go fuck off. All right. Uh, folks, this is side A. If you're watching on YouTube, just uh, stay tuned. You're Sit right there. You're fine. Um, but yeah, this includes side A on the on the podcast.